Did I or did I not wheel and deal to get you hooked up with Intervision Press? Did I or did I not get you first class accommodations in New York? Oh, hell. Did I or did I not all but put those lubus on your crusty little feet? Wait, 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 Ron. Please, you ain't nobody's agent. All you did was take a phone call in between the firms. Hey, child, without me, you would still be peddling that homemade pamphlet down at the swap meet in your jellies. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Oh Hell Yes, A Girlfriend's Podcast. Well, what? This is season five, episode three. We about to get into this episode. I liked it. Nanita wasn't really feeling it like that. But Dang, you telling them my business. Can I tell my story? <laughs> Can I tell my truth to the people? Dang. By the way, I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And Etsy Rowe is telling my business. I, you know... I don't maybe I'm not into shoes I'm not into shoes like that so the whole shoe thing was just that part was just not I don't need this I don't get it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the other one was cool the one with Maya and Ronnie that was that was interesting but I could not care less about the shoe guy and Trent Trent the shoe guy well I think they just threw that nigga in just to throw him in just to have something to use as a vessel to display Joan's jealousy towards William and Monica. Mm-hmm. But that's why he was there. And I could tell they were doing that. I feel like they wanted to make the whole episode possibly about Maya and Ronnie, but they were like, we got to add some some hijinks, some craziness about some storyline. Because it didn't really push that storyline along at all. We're still in the same spot we are with William and Joan. They're still not... To- together and neither of them will talk to each other right it's just yeah yeah pointless well i wish they would have gotten more into tony and her pregnancy and her morning sickness that would have been nice gosh yeah i think that gag noise that she makes mm-hmm. is like one of the funniest <laughs> jokes in the series <laughs> that's probably number two to the soho joke but the way she could do it mid-sentence like that it's just like and make it sound the same each time is just oh that's gold yeah we could have done more with that i mean there's a lot going on with her and making a decision with what's going on with the baby so they could have filled with that for sure they have way too much material to focus on old boy from the shoe store yeah who we'll never see again never saw them never saw him never saw that place she went to get the shoes even though we know that it's blue bar that they just right You know how that go <laughs> in TV land. They could have concentrated on um on her pregnancy more. They probably couldn't get Todd back. He's probably he was probably doing other things. That's probably why he couldn't um be on every episode. Well, I don't need them to have Todd in the episode to concentrate on her pregnancy. I mean, I think we phone. get the point that yeah, he can be on the phone or he can just not be there at all. Like nigga, <laughs> you're not important anyway. He <laughs> don't give a fuck anyway. <laughs> You can talk about her morning sickness. Oh, deadbeat ass. Oh, deadbeat motherfuckers. Right. Um, yeah, we could, I mean, how far do you go with morning sickness, though? She pukes. She pukes. You can talk about the baby kicking. Um, What else? What her body is going through. There's a lot of yeah. things that happen. So you could have filled that in and took out old boy from the shoe store. Yeah, defo. Well, you know, before we get into the episode, uh, we want to we want to talk about the streets. What's going on, uh, Etsy Row? There's some there's some stuff going on, and you know, we record these early, so we don't know. Everything's happening so quickly in this world, for sure. It, something may happen after we record, and it doesn't get on that previous show because we just didn't know yet. So at this time, this is what's going on. What's going on, Etsy Row? Aaron Carter died. Aaron Carter. Yeah, I mean, well, they're saying that he was, um, do we, should we talk about drugs on the show? We'll talk about drugs. Yeah, sure, why not? They found, um, well, they found pills next, he was found in the bathtub. They found pills, but they said, TMZ said they found, um, like, compressed air, like, he was huffing cans. Bitch, You know, what? like, you know, when people, like, take cans of, like, paint or, um, duster, 
Yes. And they inhale it. Oh, he had he, there was a couple cans of that next to him. Damn, this nigga was as reported on TMZ. So listen, if y'all know Aaron personally or whatever, whatever, but that's what TMZ is reporting. He was getting high off paint. I mean, I've heard that before. Not yeah, for him. I've but heard like that before. Doing well, it. I've heard people doing that before. Damn. I knew some people in high school that would that would get duster. Like the duster you use on your computer. Yeah. And you inhale it and it makes your voice deep. It's like reverse reverse helium. Wow. And it gets you high. If you do enough of it. Yeah. You can do that with any let me not say I don't want to promote this. Drugs are bad, guys. Don't do drugs. <laughs> you can do I'm that just with saying, any like there's cleaner. A, there's a lot of cans that'll get you like that. A, cleaners sprays stuff like that Oof. so they that's what it said they found some cans next to him Oof, 34 so, the original that's the og heartthrob okay? og justin bieber justin bieber of the late 90s early 2000s if y'all don't remember him and hillary duff and they used to be um a younger britney and and, and justin and then there was Lindsay lowen yes it was the a, girls it was were like fighting. a love triangle yes, yes. That was the white girl there beef was a back then. Mm-hmm. Man, how time... It's like, you look back and you're like, damn, we were kids. Like, <laughs> they acted like they were fucking gonna marry this dude. Like, this was a fucking feud. Bro, the fact it's that... Like, this, this, he's only 34, right? Which means Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff is probably, like, around the same age, right? And that right. was so long ago. Like, you niggas was, like, 15? <laughs> yeah, acting like y'all was about to walk down the damn aisle. Like... <laughs> It yeah, was just, was but hilarious. man, I loved he, his music. He was cool with Shaq back in the day, right? Yes, he even had a song called "That's How I Beat Shaq." I wonder, did Shaq make a comment? I don't know, Shaq. I don't know. They Shaq has talked about it. They should. Yeah, they, they should. were like good friends. So uh, it's just crazy. But, but um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Aaron Carter. Um, yeah, like what's going on in the world? Yeah, like every it feels like every week. I know it's threes. You know they say again. You had Leslie Jordan, then take mm-hmm. off, then Aaron. But like, I'm like, well, I don't want to say who's next, Jesus. But it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. And this is my childhood. Like, what are y'all doing? Mm. You know what? People go through things. He's been struggling for a while. Yes, he has. Thirty four. Jesus. <sighs> I heard he just had a baby too. Yikes! Damn. That's what I heard. And then on TMZ, they talking about somebody was already worried about him and sent the cops to his house before he died like maybe a few hours before he died oh shit sent the cops to the house to do a welfare check and he told them nah i'm good leave like i'm fine i'm right here that was the same day he died um, or like a few days yeah, before it was in the it was early early morning so it was like 2 a.m on friday and then his housekeeper was at the door too she's like nah everything's good so he went in his room and he told the housekeeper not to bother him and then a few hours later, like that whole Friday, she didn't see him. And then Saturday morning, she knocks on his door to give him coffee and she didn't hear nothing. So she like, I guess, either call the cops to bust into the room or she went in and she found him in the bathtub. And they said that he was already starting to decomp. So he, he'd been dead for a while. So between that police call and almost 24 hours later, something happened. And he sent them away. So I don't know if it was on purpose. He was like, leave me alone. I'm good. And then went in his room. He did it after. Did it he did it right after. It was the perfect time to do it. Well, that is true. I didn't think of that. You show that you're okay. And then that's the best time. They're not going to think anything of it. At least not right after. They're probably going to check on you again. Maybe, maybe a few hours after. Yeah. Wow. You got a dark, you got a dark mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, I don't want to speculate or anything. We don't know. We just know that he's been, he had been, we'd heard stories. I heard stories about his addictions for years. Oh, for sure. Same. So. Oh, man. Y'all stay safe out there. So let's get into the episode. A Mile in Her Lubus. I don't know if we've said it, if we said the name of it. Oh, yeah, you did the intro. You said 5-3. It was written by Veronica Chambers. Original air date 10-4. 2004 and etsy i believe it's your turn for the cold open yeah so we see jabari and maya coming into their apartment and jabari think maya got so much money he asking people at wherever they at if they know who his mama is and maya's like boy (laughs) 
Don't be asking people that. You know, I'm only lit at the um at the swap meet. Yeah, at the swap meet. <laughs> yeah. So Jabari is like, but you got so much money, 25 racks. And Maya is like, well, after I done paid off the credit cards, put the money in the college fund for you, did this, did that. I only got about $300. And Jabari's like, wait, let me see that. So he does the calculations over and he's like, well, you actually have $500. And then Maya's like, oh, well, okay. And then she curses. And I guess they got a thing where every time she curses, they got to put a dollar in the curse jar, which is kind of mm-hmm. cute. That's cute. So yeah, are damn in hell really curse words like that? Yeah, they, they light on the curse words. They they like um diet curse, <laughs> you know. A curse curse is a fuck. Yeah, a fuck a shit. Yeah, maybe a bitch, maybe bitch, but damn and hell are just like yeah, eh. especially hell since hell is like actually a word, you know. I mean, so is damn, damn and hell. I mean, who yeah. damn? Right. No, that's not how I spell it. That ain't how you spell it. But it sounds <laughs> you know, the same shit. But like, yeah, fuck shit and, well, bitch is a female dog. Anyway, we're cutting, we're slicing straws or whatever, splitting hairs. Y'all know what what we mean. Yeah. These aren't even, these are diet curse words. I don't think they're worth a dollar at least. Maybe 50 cents. (laughs) Yeah. In this economy, probably like a quarter, but definitely not a dollar. What about ass? Do you think that's, that's along with damn and hell or? I think ass is with damn and hell. Yeah. Okay, because she says you're being a pain in my ass. And that's a dollar. Yeah, and that's a dollar. But whatever, Jabari, get your money. Whatever you need to do to get a hustle on, get a little change for candy (laughs) later. So she put $5 (sighs) in the curse jar. And Jabari's like, why you put $5? You said two curse words. The day is young. You're being a pain in my ass. I got two more coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. What's really funny in this scene is the actor who plays Jabari... Like, they're unloading the groceries from the bag, and they're obviously empty. But he's not even pretending like they're heavy. He's just picking them up, like, like very light and, like, no, like not pretending that there's no weight to him. He got the end of the detergent bottle up like this in his hand. Mm. And he just puts it down. And I was like, come on, at least pretend, bro. Like, like it's, it's you, you could tell that it's feathery. It's not right. Like, come on. Any. They paying you to act. Like, let's go. You know? You know anyway. what it is. People be forgetting. These kids. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she got $500, which is still kind of cutting it close mm-hmm. from all your money. Like, you, you done chopped it down to from twenty five k to $500? That's what I said. Like, how much credit card debt were you in? You know what I'm Yeah. And, like... She was all excited, but I'm like, that's a little, you're cutting it close, girl. I'm hoping most of that went into Jabari's college fund. That's that's my optimist thinking. Maybe mm. she paid down 5K and then 20K went into his college fund. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a lot for a 10-year-old right now. That's what I said. Like, old boy said, you don't even know if he gonna, forget it. Oh, <laughs> you don't even know if he gonna get in. <laughs> so next we're at a place that obviously it's blue bar it's obviously redressed mm-hmm. and it's a shoe store and there it looks like expensive shoes and ronnie's there cousin ronnie and maya's there who else is there maya and ronnie um, oh joan's there Joan. and they find out she got 500 dollars, so she's looking to buy some shoes and cousin ronnie encourages her to splurge on a pair of 495 dollar luboos because her birthday is coming up okay cute but what happened to the taxes mm, right 495 dollars that's i'm assuming that's before tax yeah if it's Good anything call. like new york you gotta add another maybe 40 dollars for the taxes so it's really gonna be like 540 you got an extra 40 dollars maya ish give or take ish yeah that's crazy so um joan says look let me talk to the manager i know him Maybe we can make some sort of deal. And she's like, you know, he's always hitting on me. So maybe it'll work. His name is Trent, <laughs> the shoe guy. We're going to call him Trent the shoe guy because his life is shoes and all his metaphors and everything he does and says is about shoes. He's played by an actor named Ray Campbell. Does that name mean anything to you? Sister. Sister. 
Sister. How funny is that? <laughs> Got my own mind. Everybody. Yo, that was the best one. Yeah, I like that one better. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this guy's been on SWAT, How to Get Away with Murder, The Half and a Half Knots, All American. I've never seen him before, but I just checked his IMDb and that's what he's done. Okay, well, Ray Campbell's one of the character actors. He be doing a lot of guest yeah. stars. I, his face did not look familiar to me, but yeah. he be working. You know, and he comes out of the, the back and he's like, hey, seven medium. And that's what he calls Joan because he knows her foot that well. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so Joan introduces him to a new customer, Maya, and says um, that she wants the Joan treatment. And he goes, huh, with or without the foot massage? I was like, damn, Joe, what you, what you doing? Mm. You got you letting him do that to you? He got the foot massage, too. I mean, is that extra? Right. Does that come with the Does shoes? Does that come with the services? Because it's a high-end place? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so um, before we can see that, next we're at Skia. And Tony's like, she. We, we find out, everyone knows she's pregnant now. And the morning sickness is kicking her ass. It's kicking. Mm-hmm. Not the baby. The baby's not, not the kicking. Baby. <laughs> and she's like, I can't even think about food right now. It's more like all damn day sickness, she said. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm. I couldn't imagine that. Some women have it every day of their pregnancy. Like, Oof. I can't imagine that. Mm. The shit women, be go- women gotta go through every day of their pregnancy. That make you not want to have a kid. Facts. And remember, this also affects, like, you're eating, you're tired, you done gained mad weight, the ankles are swollen. Ugh. Sometimes your hair and your teeth fall out. Oh, yes. Oh, you know what else? Sometimes what? your nipples shrivels up and dies. <laughs> you mean the sensation? No, no, bitch. No. Wait, the actual nipple falls off? Yes. That's what old girl on TikTok said. I don't invalidate Your people's experiences. Nipple. Viewers, I mean listeners, if y'all can send us on Twitter the Pictures? video. No, of that girl oh. talking about her nipple. It's a girl on TikTok. Her nipple while she was It fell off of it, her boob. like it pretty much shriveled up and died. It didn't fall off, but it shriveled up. It's like What do you say die for? What does die the, mean? Because the nipple is mad black. It's pretty much no life in it. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, you know when something happens to any part of your your body and then there's no air going to it. There's nothing pumping it. So it dies. It gets dark and it dies. It decays almost. Yes, exactly. So that can happen. The fuck? (laughs) Didn't know that. So, yeah. No, I didn't either. Earl. Well, then shit. You really can you imagine going through all that and the kid turns fifteen and it's like, I hate you, mom. I fucking hate you and I want to run away. Hate you, bro. Listen. I fucking hate you. It's like I almost lost my life and my boobs trying to fucking deliver you. <laughs> Not the boobs, the teeth, the hair. I lost my nipples, bitch. <laughs> and you hate my guts because I won't let you play with your iPhone. Oh my god. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm going to chop your head off. It's like, whoa. It's like, stop coming in my room, mom. I'll fucking kill you. It's like, Jesus. All I did was come in and say dinner's ready. It reminds me of the time. Do you remember the time? I think it was last week where we said some shit like, you could say one thing about a white person, but then they'll jump to like some type of OD (laughs) racist shit. Like, it'd be like, ew, why are your lips so thin? Why are you a fucking nappy-headed nigger then? And it's like, (laughs) whoa. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, wow. Birth. Jesus. That is... Good luck to you, Tony. Yeah. Whatever you decide. Mm. <laughs> so, she keeps doing this gag sound. I don't even want to replicate it. It's it's like a dry heave. Because I know this is an audio, audio medium, and y'all will probably be really grossed out. <laughs> It works, though. It works in the show. I love it. It does. It does. (laughs) It's really good because she'll do it like when you least expect it. And it's always at the same pitch. It's just, it's perfect. So she's doing that in Skia. And Joan's like, bitch, go to the bathroom. Don't do that in public. Everybody's looking. (laughs) And 
And Tony uh, turns around and announces to all the patrons. She's like, oh, well, excuse me. I'm just carrying life here. And you just and you see like some of the extras almost like they can't. <laughs> they're trying to hold in their laughs. <laughs> and Tony's like, you know, everybody in the world seems to have a problem with my pregnancy, especially my husband. Mm. And Joan's like, damn. Oh, God, I'm sorry, Tony. I didn't mean to be insensitive. I know you're going through a lot. I mean, my God, Todd leaves you pregnant and now I won't even talk to you. Uh, what's the ETA on the sensitivity? <laughs> Just know that I'm praying for you and Todd, okay? Thank you, Joan. Sometimes I just feel so alone in all of this. Sweetheart, you know I'm always here for you. In the middle of her saying that, she does, Tony does that gag noise again and Joan's like, nah, take that shit outside. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, it is so funny. So she walks outside and she sees Monica and William showing up. They arrive. And as she's saying hi to them, she she gags again. <laughs> and it's so funny because Monica just thinks that she's being mean. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know she's pregnant. So she thinks she's gagging because she saw them and she mm, doesn't like them or she something. She doesn't like them together. Yeah. So... <laughs> They walk in and Joan sees them together. And of course, we all know that feeling when you see the guy you like with another girl and they walk in and they say hi to you all nice and shit. And you got to pretend like ain't nothing wrong. Right. Oh, hey. Like, hey, y'all. Hey. So William in- reintroduces Monica to Joan, which is like, come on, we know. She knows. And Monica's like, oh, yeah, Joan and I were old friends. No, y'all weren't. Um, no, nah. like, William yeah. was trying to get him, her to like you as well as the rest of the girls because he was his girlfriend. But y'all wasn't friends, Monica. I y'all don't were know. definitely not friends. I don't even know why she said that or why they wrote that in. But anyway, Monica looks at Joan and says, oh, William told me you quit practicing law. So what are you doing with yourself now? Bitch, you, that, you know what you're doing. What are you doing? with None of your business, bitch. The fuck? Is that how you would answer that? Yeah. <laughs> Dang. So you want the smoke. You want the smoke and skia. fucking business. What are you, girl? Why all of a sudden you in his life ever since he done made senior partner? Let's talk about that. That's how, that's what you do. You flip the scripts. There you go. What you doing with yourself? Because your timing is always perfect, isn't it, Monica? It's almost like it's just a coincidence. Like the perfect Serendipity. Please. That's good. I'm like, I'm trying to think of what Joan could have said, but she's like, I'm, you know, I'm working on a few ideas. And Monica's like, oh, of course you are. (laughs) (sighs) I hate her. She goes to the restroom and before she goes, she turns and gives Joan a really dirty look. And then she goes to the bathroom. It's really fucked up, honestly. Mm -mm. And Joan says to William, oh, you don't want to join her in the bathroom? He's like, nah, we only do that on airplanes. Not much novelty in the sea level club. Yeah, I think it's really be fucking in them small ass bathrooms. On the they airplane. love it. They love it. Like we should do a poll on the mile high thing and see if that's even common. I've never. I've been on a lot of planes. I've never seen or heard sounds <laughs> coming from like that small ass one by one yeah. bathroom. How the fuck yeah. two people? I can't barely fit in that motherfucker. There's no way two people can fit unless it's two small ass niggas. Yes, yeah, two, <laughs> two. Skinny people. Too skinny people. It got to be two Todd-sized people. Yes. Yes. Two people that are Todd-sized. <laughs> size. Size. You know, travel-sized people. <sighs> so William wants to know why Joan hasn't returned her, his messages. She's like, oh, I've been swamped with things. And she's obviously lying. He's like, oh, what have you been busy with? Why? Why do y'all want to know shit like that? Mm. It doesn't matter. I'm busy. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Don't worry about what I'm doing. They so knows. It's a very tense conversation in general. I have a life to plan, William. I'm busy too, but at least I can return a phone call. Yeah, well, that's what makes me me and you you, so ta-ta. Bye-bye. Don't mock me, William. Um, Joan's really, really in love with this dude. <laughs> and she can't hide it. She's very jealous of Monica and William, and she cannot hide it. Which, she's in love with William? Yeah, it escalated quickly, right? Yeah, it went from, oh, no, I don't fuck with you, to, oh, shit, let me see what's going on, go to your hotel, to, oh, my God, I'm so in love, within, like, the love of my life. two and a half episodes? Weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's only been, like, 
two episodes, he was the one that was more like, oh, Joan this, Joan that. When did, did he tell her how he felt? Oh, yes, right. He did. He kissed her at Blue Bar. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once that happened, it was just, she wasn't sure at all. She was like, nah, I don't like you. And all of a sudden now it's the love of her life, the man of her dreams. So, you know, mm. everybody has their person and their type. Mm. So she talks about how she feels like Monica's mocking her lifestyle. William's mocking her in general. And William's like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. We'll get caught up at Maya's birthday. So she has an awkward exit that involves her talking about how she doesn't plan her life. And Monica says, oh, it's sad when the unemployed start drinking. Mm. Well, you know, Joan's drunk. All right. Monica's a hater. She's drunk in love. She's a hater. <laughs> she sees Joan as a threat. So she wants to try to belittle her in front of William. Do you think that like she knows about William liking Joan? Is there a way she could have known? Um, I don't necessarily she hasn't think seen them she together in a long time. knows, but I do think that she senses that they have a lot in common, you know, and they're mm. both single. Well, was single before she came back in the picture. So why not? She's a smart woman. She's very, she seems very intuitive too. She is very calculated, calculating. Mm-hmm. Next, we're at Maya's house for her birthday. And Tony sees her new shoes and says, hey, are those Lubus? So I, I noticed they don't say the full name of any of the shoes on this show, on this episode. I don't think they're allowed to. Yeah, I think they're done on purpose. Because they don't even say Manolo Blahnik. They just say Blahnik. Blahnik. Mm-hmm. And they don't say Jimmy Choose. They just say Choose. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying not to get sued. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We might get sued. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. We won't. No, not enough people listen to this to be. I mean, You're people listen to this. but child. But no LeBlanc ain't listening to this. <laughs> Get in line. <laughs> so Maya's like, yeah, these are Lubus. And Tony's like, did you get them out of my closet? And it's so funny because, you know, Tony's always been that person that used to talk down to Maya about her quality of life and the things she can afford. Yes. And not afford. Yes. And now she got some Lubus and Tony's like, wait, you got money for that? Mm, like that book deal hitting. Damn. Look who's coming up. So, yeah, she surely got her some Lubus. Mm-hmm. Uh, cousin Ronnie is also there. And he's coming up with marketing ideas and encouraging Maya and letting her know she's about to blow up in the book scene. So he's thinking about getting her kind of a, a small endorsement deal. We can tie your book in with a new product I'm working on called the Oh Hell Yes Weave. Get it? If someone asks, is that your real hair? You say, oh, hell yes. <laughs> That's a, I think that's a good pairing, right? Yeah, the oh, hell yes. And this, back in the day, before the lace fronts and the frontals and all these other things, okay? The traditional sh- sewing was that girl, okay? In 2004, 2005, before this whole wiggy, wiggy, lace fronty, whatever, whatever. With got, the dots. With the dots and the, um, the lace and the holes. Oh God! Came into popularity. <laughs> Someone's with that girl. That yakky weave was that girl, and she still is quiet as this kept. But yeah, so this would have been perfect for her. Perfect, especially since that her book kind of started in the salon, so she's kind of going back to her roots. No pun intended. Yes, no pun intended. Full circle moment for sure. Yeah. So um, it's going to be called the Oh Hell Yes Weave. If someone else, if someone says, is that your real hair? You say, oh, oh hell, hell yes. Because yes. <laughs> if you got to ask, I mean. <laughs> it must be good. Okay, Ronnie. I was like, is he supposed to be like her agent or manager? When that, when that happened, I was like, what? Yeah. He's given marketing team. Yeah. I like him. Keep him. He has great ideas. For sure. Can't, can't hate on it. William and Len are in the kitchen. And William wants to know if there's something up with Joan because she's been acting weird. And Len's like, well, let's see. She's neurotic and hopelessly single. And she's neurotic about being hopelessly single. Sounds like normal Joan. So then Joan arrives to the party a little late and she has a date. It's Trent the shoe guy. Mm -hmm. And she introduces everybody to Trent. And then when she gets to William, she's like, and that's William. And then he's like, wait, wait, were we supposed to bring dates? Yeah. Maya's like, nah, we don't even got enough food for extra people. Yeah. 
And that reminds me of something, but go ahead. Why are you bringing a new nigga to a intimate oh. function? Birthday party for a friend. That's very true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. That's not a first date type of um thing for a no. new nigga. Y'all feel comfortable bringing some new nigga around your friends? I wouldn't feel comfortable. For sure. Because you can't talk really be yourself. I talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You want to say what you want to say and talk how you want to talk. And you don't know that person. So it's like. Exactly. I don't want to have to edit myself and be on some politically correct shit. I want to say whatever the fuck I want to say, however the fuck I want to say it. Yeah. If it's my birthday and I want to get ratchet, I don't want somebody judging me because they don't know me like that. You know? Exactly. So it's like, oh, God, what a bummer. (laughs) So um, the reason Joan brought Trent is because she thought William was bringing Monica. And now there ain't enough food. Mm-hmm. But it's actually kind of funny. It falls in line with something that happened. Do you remember Tracy? Did you hear about Tracy Ellis Ross's 50th birthday party? How Kim Kardashian went? So Kim Kardashian went to Tracy's party. And she thought it was a costume party. But it was just formal wear. I know you fucking lying. When did this happen? This happened a few weeks ago. <gasps> she I felt so embarrassed for It was in October. Yes. She didn't, like, ask questions or read it. She just figured, oh, it's a costume party. It's in October. But it was just... She was the only one in a costume. And she was dressed like Mystique. It was real elaborate. Hold on. Let me see some pictures. Oh, my God. I saw her dressed as Mystique, but I didn't know what the fuck... I thought it was just her dressing for Halloween. I didn't know she went somewhere looking like that. Yeah, there's a picture of her and Tracy. Oh, my God. So she put it on... Oh my God, it's such an elaborate costume. There's like facial makeup. She got the eye contacts. So she yeah. put it up on Instagram. I, I I just Googled it. Is it with Tracy? She got on a red dress? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm like, yo, this is, that's what it reminds me of. Like how, how Joan brought a date and she wasn't supposed to. It reminded me of this. Cause like, you really got to ask questions, guys. When you go to these parties, ask what the dress code is. I would be so embarrassed. Oh, my God. (laughs) If I got that. That is so fucking embarrassing. It's a cool costume. I think Saweetie did it better the other year. Oh, the costume is great. It's just... Yeah. (laughs) Super fucking embarrassing. And also, Kim, you have enough people helping you. Whoever, your assistant, your PR, whatever the fuck, right? Tracy Ellis Ross is a... OG Nepo baby. So this is definitely something that would be on the blogs. You didn't think to read that invitation? Nobody thought to... Think about how many steps has to happen when people this famous get together, right? I thought about that. (laughs) Nobody thought, oh, is it like black tie? Is it casual? Is it like a theme? You ain't talked to nobody else who was going. Maybe you talked to some other people who are attending. Like, hey, what are you dressing up as? And they go, actually, it's not a costume party. Yeah. That conversation ever happened? I don't know. But the skeptic in me is thinking this was something that um that she wanted to happen. To but, be the center of attention? To take it yeah. with, from tr- Tracy? Yeah. Because this is right up Kim's alley. Okay. <laughs> So, I don't know. Knowing these hoes, these Kardashian hoes, I don't know. They be trying some funny stuff. They on funny business. So, but she says it was a quote-unquote mistake, but we'll we'll go with that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Tracy is so great for uh for taking a picture with her and saying it's fine, but you know Tracy was probably like... <laughs> like, bitch, the fuck Probably whispering with her bitches. friends like, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> this bitch. girl don't read invitations? What is she doing? Bitch, you look so dumb. So, yeah, that when that happened in the episode and she brought that dude, I'm like, okay, so she didn't read her invitation and art kind of invitates life. So, Right. And that ain't even something. I feel like the birthday party is so intimate that I don't even think it was a freaking invitation. It was a phone call that was made. Mm. Hey, y'all. Y'all know where my place is at. Birthday party. <laughs> come through. At the usual spot. At the usual spot. That's how intimate it is. Yeah. You got to double check, guys. You're going to a party for a Nepo, baby. Especially. Ask <laughs> questions. Double check. 
So Tony comes out of the bathroom and she sees Joan with Trent, the shoe guy. And she turns, or she says, she finds out that they're together and she turns around and gags and runs back into the bathroom. And Joan's like, don't worry, she's pregnant. And he's like, oh, okay. That's a setup for a, a joke mm. later on. Okay. So then Joan goes into the kitchen and confronts William about not bringing Monica. Nice setup, William. What are you talking about? You said you were bringing Monica. When? You said we would all catch up at Maya's birthday. Yeah, all of us. What does that have to do with Monica? Nothing. I knew that. <laughs> Look, you know what, William? I let you down as easily as I could. So let's just relax and be friends, okay? Because all these games are childish and unnecessary. Good thing he didn't bring Monica, because, see, that's the thing. Mo- Monica would be terrible there. She doesn't like any of the girls. That, and she would be trying to throw shade at Joan and shit. Probably try to throw shade at Maya, because her big deal. All of that, it's like, eh. Yeah, she'd be like, oh, so, um, Maya, I heard you got a book deal, but you still live here. Mm-hmm. That's oh, some shit it, she would say. Only 25 racks for an advance? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see if you can not have a sophomore slump <laughs> something like that. there's always some little fucking this girl's living off of a dude like she don't even got nothing that she does for herself period. and she got the audacity to throw shade at other people period come on so the shoe guy is going on and on about shoes at the party like anybody fucking cares <laughs> so trent calls joan by her pet name you remember what it is size seven medium Baby toe. Baby toe. Which, what? Well, we all got baby toes. Yeah. What's so good about hers? I don't know. What's so cute about her baby toes? Anyway, so Tony hears that, that nickname and she gags. And he goes, oh, the pregnancy? And she's like, no. <laughs> now that's a joke. <laughs> so now everybody's in a funk because the party's boring. It's just not fun. Like, nobody's really stepping up and taking charge and making this shit fun. Mm-hmm. And Joan's still being hostile toward William because she's so in love with him. What's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. I'm just having a wonderful evening with a wonderful man. And if that's wrong, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> and then Trent comes in and he's like, yo, you trying to push up on my girl? Trying to take baby toe from me? Mm. So I'm like, yo, if that's her name, keep her. Because that's disgusting. Yeah, that's 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 not cute. That's not a cute nickname at all. Baby toe? You trying to take baby toe from me? Boy. That just sounds like it smells. <laughs> or that it's crusty. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, a white dude pops into Maya's apartment. Girl, when I tell you, I don't know what it was. I got anxiety when that white dude bust into the into the house. Yeah, Did you? it was kind of like, like a, oh, who's that? I'm like, is she in trouble? Like, is it tax evasion? She got in trouble with the feds <laughs> or what? I was thinking, yeah, something illegal happened because ain't no reason a white man should be popping on into this neighborhood or into her apartment without even knocking. Mm-hmm. So I was like, shit, something ain't right. Mm-hmm. But he ends up addressing her by name. So then I'm like, okay, he knows her. She knows him. And who is this motherfucker? It's Maya's new agent with the flip phone. <laughs> Well, it's the early 2000s, that's, that was the big thing. His name is Tim Carnawick. He's a literary agent. He's there to make sure Maya cleans up. Financially, she's not going to be cleaning. <laughs> because he hasn't had a black maid since he was a little boy. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Maya, fire this nigga right now. When he said that, nah, bitch, get out. I can't. Ridiculous. That sound like a history of racism. That. You too close to the racism spectrum to be working with me. Facts. No. Anyway, she keeps him. And Cousin Ronnie is kind of perturbed. Cousin Ronnie is like, bitch, you got an agent. I thought I was your agent. What's good? Yeah, you know, Lamont Johnson, who plays Ronnie, he is so good with his lines, like the little, mm-hmm. the way he delivers them and everything. And, you know, Maya's like, boy, your nipple ring must be on too tight. <laughs> Cause you are not my agent, <laughs> and everyone starts laughing, and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh. this a blip? As soon as her sister gets her forty acres and a mule, she gets herself a white man." I'm like, "Damn, that's kind of true." Sometimes, yeah, that's true for I mean, black, for black men people. do that too. Yeah, like I was about to say, that's more. That sounds like a black man more than a black woman. Yeah. but 
check out the NBA. They all, they all, they, the NBA, the NFL, all the alphabets. You be <laughs> the MLB, you know, the, what is it? The MLS, MLS um, soccer, all of that. So back to girlfriends. Um, Maya's like, damn, Ronnie, are you serious? And he goes, a sickle cell. It's <laughs> like, this dude, I can't. Yo, high-level comedy. He's clever. Yeah. So then he drops the reel on Maya. He's like, did I or did I not wheel and deal to get you hooked up with Intervision Press? Did I or did I not get you first-class accommodations in New York? Mm. Did I or did I not all but put those luboos on your little crusty feet? You did all that. You sure did. And Maya said, please, Ronnie, you ain't nobody's agent. And you know what's funny? I used to think that, too. When he drove up and told her that she got a, um, she got a book deal when she was on the street, mm-hmm. I was like, why are they going to call him to tell her she got a book deal? I didn't understand that. Mm. And now we know he did a lot. Yeah. He must have been the person that was actually pushing for her. That's why they called him. So she's like, you have no experience, and I needed to call a professional. You got to make sure stuff's on up and up. I mean, gotta, I do think there's a place for Ronnie in her career. I just don't think it's her agent. Because whoever right. you get as your agent also needs to have those connections to get you into those rooms and take your career to the next level. So maybe maybe an assistant. Maybe Ronnie can be an assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Of some sort. Something like that. That's what his but agent is just me. You need experience to be agent. For sure. There's bigger, Fish there's bigger avenues for her for her book yeah tons of fish yummy <laughs> she's like all you did was take a phone call in between perms oh <laughs> oh no she did it <laughs> i mean he did take a phone call in between perms but she she did diminish it and make it sound like it wasn't enough but guess what guess what that phone call did maya period got you got you all at you in a fucking hotel eating 20 dollar kit kats sure period first class Putting money into Jabari's um college fund. College fund. The fuck? Ronnie's talking about without me, you would still be on the street selling your book at the swap meet, bitch. He should have said bitch at the end, but it sounded like he should have said it. Because it's like... <laughs> Add a little razzle dazzle <laughs> You would have still been on the street, bitch. So now Ronnie wants his 10%. He wants 10% from her advance, which... Okay. That's where the 10% came from. Uh-huh. At the end, when she wrote him a, a check, I was like, that's kind of low. Yeah. He wanted 10% of her right. advance because he felt advance. like. And honestly, I agree. I think if he really did all of that, and including the fact that, bitch, he was doing your hair for free. The fuck? We don't get yeah, to that. But like, that's the big one. Um, We'll get to that. But when they're talking about 10%, the, the agent is like, wait, what? what? 10%? And he realizes they're talking about money that happened before he arrived. So he's like, oh, yeah, I don't deal with, with before money, only future money. So <laughs> did you see the part where he tried to, he's like, I need to go outside and take this phone call. <laughs> yes. And this he goes, whoa, I forgot where I'm at. I forgot I'm in, in the, the hood. hood. Excuse me? That is strike number two. <laughs> That's what, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. Fire this motherfucker. You, I can see him being racist for real. So, anyway, he go in Jabari's room to take the call. And Ronnie calls Maya backstabbing biatch. And he storms the fuck out of the apartment. Hmm. And Joan kind of, like, gets her lawyer hat on for a second. She's like, Maya, why would he think he's your lawyer? I mean, he's your agent. And she's like, did he ever talk about representing you? Did y'all talk about this? And she's like, nah, he just took a phone call. It was me who wrote the book. Of course, he inspired me to turn my essay into a book. And, yeah, he let me sell the book out of his shop. And yeah, he may have said something about being my agent and taking 10%. And William pretty much thinks this is a good case for Ronnie to win. So he's like, well, if you take this to court, play the race card. Because that's the only way you're winning this shit. How is but this going to be a... How can you play the race card? I mean, that's just a last di- last ditch effort to win the fucking... He's joking. It's 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 not serious, but... Uh-huh. There's no way you're going to win. Ronnie has a good point. He did all this shit. He's so done a lot that? of stuff for you. You know, but she makes a point, too. She's like, it's just like if I did anything for y'all, it's family. You know, I tell Lynn to take my my towels out the dryer. Doesn't mean she can take 10 percent of my towels. I'm like, 
I mean, that is some some points were made. That's a point. You know, the point. lines are blurred when friendship and family comes into place. That's why you need to keep. That's why them it's separate. just best not to work for them. Yeah, don't work with your family. Yeah, it, it's best yeah. just to keep it separate. But yeah, yeah. But she assumes um, her and Ronnie are going to make up soon, like they always do. She's like, in fact, I'm going to go tomorrow and get my hair done. Everything's going to be smoothed over by then. <laughs> so then we get an optical flip and we see Maya's hair. <laughs> Maya's hair. I don't even know. It looked like she forgot to sleep with her bonnet on. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I was trying to think of like how you would explain it. Either that or she was in a world star fight. Yes. Yes. Definitely yeah. post fight vibes. Yeah. Do you think she won? Yeah, I think Maya got some hands for sure. Mm, she grew yeah. up rough. I agree. So we see that things did not work out with Ronnie as situations. He still won't talk to her. And at this point, I was just like, why don't you just get another hairdresser then? People do hair in LA. Yeah, but they, they ain't gonna do it for free. Well, I mean, you got money now. Fucking, well, I guess not because you, you only got on 300 and then the shoes. <laughs> It's a wrap. Oh, see, that's why you got to have a little bit in the bank in case this happens. Now, what? how are you going to get your hair done? Mm. Never know what might happen. Mm-mm-mm. So she sends Lynn over there to try to smooth things over. <laughs> and uh, did you notice that there's white people at this salon? There is. The Caucasians are here. Why? I don't know. Because... I mean, they got money, too. So I guess I, I don't show... I don't, I don't blame Ronnie for taking their service. Mm. I'm just wondering how... How y'all there? Like, what y'all need done that y'all can't get done at um? Yeah, the are they are they offering a cheaper price point? Because mm. a lot of the the types of um a lot of the types of extensions that the Caucasians do, they all be getting weaves and wigs and shit. But it's a different method. So we do the sew-ins, right? And right. like the lace fronts, right? And sometimes they'll do that too. But because their hair is so, it doesn't have any real grip to it. The sew-ins isn't the best thing. So they do the micro links. The girls who are into hair know what I'm talking about, where they take each individual hair and put it on one by one. I think by I've one. seen that before on like an infomercial or something. Yeah, that's the type of shit that they like to do. So I'm like, Ronnie. Unless they're just going for a wash. A wash and blowout. True, that can happen too. But but you can get that done at the white place. You can but get that uh, done if at the, the prices the are lower. Whites. Y'all want to come into the hood and try to get it done? Sure. If y'all want to brave it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the price but, point is worth. That type of risk, but I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah, do you? But I'm like, you know, the last time we had a white girl up in situations, you know, remember what happened? Yeah, she was dropping n bombs left and right. They they was getting real comfortable. So that's what I'm saying. Like when you sit there and you doing their hair, they think, okay, they massaging my scalp. I, I must be in with them. I must be cool. Mm-hmm. I can say that work. Mm-hmm. Y'all might want to chill on that. <laughs> but business is business, and Lynn tries her best to try to. uh get Maya and Ronnie reunited. And she even shows pictures of Maya uh, to him with her hair messed up. And he don't give a fuck. Unless you have a picture of that heifer writing me a check, I'm not interested. Period. And then Peaches sees the pictures and he's like, oh my word. Oh my word. And he's grabbing all of his gear. His uh, crimper... His uh, pressers, mm-hmm. curlers. Pressing coral. And he's about to do an emergency stop to find Maya to fix this situation. And that's what Ronnie says. Listen, if anybody leaves this salon, they're fired. Mm. So Peach is like, oh, shit. Well, you know, Maya can rot in hell. Mm. Which that's a that's a too big of a turn. Peaches. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it should have been like, a, oh, shit. Well, damn, Maya, I tried. Not a rot in hell. <laughs> yeah. So Lynn comes to Ronnie and says, listen, Lynn says, Ronnie, what made you think you were even entitled to any of that money? You didn't have a contract with her. And he said something about a legally binding contract. In order to have a legally binding contract, you need the following things. Offer, acceptance, consideration, mutuality of obligation, and a meeting of the minds. So if so... Facto, you owe him his money. (laughs) But I still didn't hear him mention anything about it being written. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, but yeah, he he sounded like he did read some like book or something. Mm-hmm. Like he had he had the wording. He definitely had the wording. So it was basically like we talked about it. 
she said she needed something. I did it for her and blah, blah, blah. But is that even going to hold up in court, though? Now I'm thinking about, like, think what's good will. with Maya and what she was saying. Because if I say something, then you say something where everybody be saying something. Where is the, the documents yeah. that's stating these are the terms and conditions? Right. Yeah. She might but, have a case. Yeah, I think I think morally he he's owed money because he did do a lot for her. And he, we find out she, he did some other things. <laughs> but legally, I can't see how she would lose this without a contract. Yes. Yes, for sure. You have to write it down. Yeah. Anyway. So it flips back to Joan's house. And Joan's like, oh, he think he knows some law shit? Let me go up in there and see how he feel. <laughs> so, but Tony's like, wait, you're an unemployed lawyer who used to be a junior partner who wasn't even senior partner material. I was like, Damn. That's a fucking read. Um, okay, Oof. Tony. And your husband don't That's why your husband you. don't even love you. And you're pregnant. And you pregnant. So what's good? <laughs> Since we That's when you throw, throw shit like that. Like, any other day, I wouldn't say that. But if you're going to come for me... Don't come for me, like, bitch. The fuck? On some exit interview type shit. I will, I will ruin you. <laughs> so Maya's like, yeah, okay. Go talk to, to Ronnie. But hold up. Before you go, are you going as my friend or... Are, are you going as my lawyer? Because I don't want you talking talking about some billable hours and shit. You know, she don't want to get okey-doked again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. And we get an obstacle flip. And Joan's saying, shame on you, Maya. Why is it shame on Maya? Because Maya been getting her hair done there for years for free. Mm. Every week for the last 15 years. What? Every week? Why the fuck she need her hair done every week? Well, I guess when you get it done for free, you can afford to do that. Like, that's just like, sure. Like. It's like, sure. That shit ain't going to last a few weeks. You can't take care. Of, you don't know how to flat iron your hair at the crib. But I think it's like, because I can't. Because I can't. I don't think it's wow. necessity. It's because it's free anyway. Wow. So she's not even thinking about maintenance because she doesn't have to. No, she doesn't have to. Her cousin will do it for free. Mm. That's a lifestyle. Mm. For sure. So Joan's like, if he had been charging you this whole time, you would owe him $35,000 plus tip. Damn. Damn. Mm. That's crazy. That's a lot of, that's a lot of bread. <sighs> I wonder how she did those so, calculations. Because Maya likes to change up her hair and do different styles. So like some of them yeah. are going to cost more than others. Right. I don't know. She probably did a an average of like all the hairstyles together and then got the medium, uh, the median. Mm-hmm. And then that's how she got it. I don't know. But that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so they try to get Tony to go up in there. They give her the rundown. And she's like, okay, well, you know, I got a short attention span because I'm pregnant. But I'll go down there. So we get an optical flip. And Tony walks into the house. And her hair is different. It is. It looks so good. It's giving, like, Olivia Pope season two, three. I love it. I don't know. I don't watch that show. Um, but I'm just happy we're done with the era of fucking. Are we done <sighs> though, or is that was that just for this episode? Oh, I, I just assumed that was because I think that's it. <laughs> okay, I'm happy. Don't take my happiness. I don't know. I haven't watched the next one either yet, so I don't know. I think I think that's it. So they're sitting there. She walking in, kind of bouncing and throwing her hair around and they're waiting for an update and they're like did you talk to ronnie and she's like yeah i went and got my hair done you like it she totally forgot about she forgot about talking to him <laughs> so that's that <laughs> so next uh joan goes to the store to talk to trent and break it off with him whatever they had she breaks it off she's like i got all your messages all 31 of them and she's like i just want to tell you it's not working out and he's like, wait, you can't just turn in a pair of shoes after wearing them just once. I think you can. Oh, yeah, you can. For sure you can. So she's like, let me explain it to you in a way that you'd understand. Because, you know, he loves shoes. So she talks, she says it like this. You're a strong and rugged man, like a pair of Cresta hiking boots. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not thinking about Cresta. I'm thinking about um, Blahnik. Two. And Lubu. Joan, those are all women's shoes. What are you trying to say? You're a lesbian? <laughs> yes. Big one. 
because that's the only way that she can get him to stop talking to her. Right. Um, but then William comes in because he wants to buy a pair of shoes for Monica. <sighs> God. And he wants to buy the same pair that Joan wore to the party. Now he's trying. Like, why? He's trying to turn her into Joan. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He can't have Joan, so he's trying to turn her into Joan. Yes. And Joan's like, I don't want another woman wearing my shoes. Women do not want to wear other women's shoes. Mm-hmm. It's a weird wording, but I know what she means. That, and he never heard that phrase. You give somebody shoes, they gonna walk out your life. He never heard that. Oh, shit. No, I, I don't know if I've heard that myself. Oh, it's an old school phrase. Like, old people be saying this shit a lot. Old people. <laughs> they always got a, they always got a, they always got a phrase or a saying that I don't think it ages well. <laughs> you give somebody shoes, they gonna walk out your life. Get up, Don't Diddy buy Carisha shoes? Diddy be buying her bags and um getting her podcasts. Hmm. All right. <laughs> but William's talking about, listen. Well, first he's talking about all their, their conversations are very weird. So they'll start out talking about something else and then it'll all come back to, you know, I was afraid things between us were going to be awkward or is everything weird? Are you okay? And... It's getting it's getting repetitive to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, are y'all gonna talk about it or not? Yeah. Are you gonna just keep it here and every time y'all see each other, it's just gonna be all things aren't awkward between us. Yeah. If you, you keep bringing it up every five minutes, yeah, it is gonna be it's awkward. Gonna be awkward. William, don't you get what? Don't you get what I'm saying? No, but I never do. Uh- so that's okay. <laughs> Look, when we got back from New York, I was afraid things were going to be awkward between us. Then he started acting all crazy, and I thought it was because of what had happened. But then it hits me, you are crazy. (laughs) And that's okay. So we're okay. And he gives her a hug and a noogie and calls her baby toe all the same time. And Trent sees them hugging and says, hey, man, you're barking up the wrong tree. Baby toe just came out of the shoebox. Mm-hmm. Just came out the closet. I get it. It was it was a really bad joke. Don't worry about it. It was really <laughs> boring. So next, Maya walks into situations with a head wrap on headscarf. It's nice, actually. Mm-hmm. That's a look. It could be a style in itself. She don't be having to get. If any chance, old boy decides to put a cap on her getting her hair done for a certain amount of time, or just stops not charging her, she could wear that look. It's cute. Yeah. You know, Erica Badu made a thing of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the whites going to react in the law firm to that. You know, how they do. Yeah, Sweetelson might. Well, Sweetelson might be okay with it. You know, he always try to act like he down. True. But she's hoping to talk to Ronnie. And Peaches is like, bitch, get out. <laughs> Peaches is acting like Ronnie's bodyguard. Like, he's very ride or die for Ronnie. But mm-hmm. it makes sense because that's his boss. And I'm sure Peaches needs the money. So Maya's like, listen, I'm going to write you a check. So we can squash this. And he says, after consulting with my attorney, Joan Clayton Esquire, I think this matter would be best settled in court. What? what? Joan is your lawyer? How? Joan is a sellout. How the fuck? Yeah. You got so fucked up. Bitch, you my friend. I wonder if he's just bluffing about Joan being his lawyer just to like try to one up her, try to like piss her off. But if that's true, fuck you, Joan. Right. Like, bitch, what the fuck? I thought you don't even practice law no more, ho. You focusing on other things. Yeah. Maya says, don't make, don't make me tell you this rap off my head. And Peaches goes, oh my God, no, no, no. Give Nappy whatever she wants, Ronnie. <laughs> that was funny. They're funny. Peaches and Ronnie should have their own show. They should have had their own spinoff with the um situations being Ooh, like the focus. That would have been a concept. I don't have, know if we could do it now. Have them guest star here and there. The girlfriends come in mm-hmm. here and there. Oh, that would have been cute. Well, yeah, instead of the game. Oh, the game was lit. They could have had two spinoffs. It happens. I know it does, but uh, the game was so... Uh, well, not my thing. before not my it transitioned to other networks, it was definitely something um, to watch. Did you watch the reboot? No. I heard it was good. Okay. You can give it a shot. Just watch a few episodes. If you ain't feeling it, stop. All right. I'll see. 
Um, but Maya just wants some peace in the family. So she's ready to write this check. I totally get that. Cause you don't want to be in the, if the holidays come up, you don't want to deal with the fucking Thanksgiving trying to eat your food. And there's a hater sitting across from you. It's just, it's not how you enjoy your food. And you want your hair done for the holidays. So, mm, I, I mean, like say. I said, everybody do hair in LA. Come on. Somebody do. Not for free. Maya's on free, a budget. But come on, you've been getting it free for 15 years. Be a fucking adult. You know, that's easy to say when you haven't been getting it for free for 15 years. You used to paying. Well, when you're not used to paying and you got to come out of pocket, it's like, ooh. Nah, let me just apologize and just like chalk it up and swallow my pride, bitch, because I ain't trying <laughs> to pay for this one. <laughs> swallow my pride. I guess. Oh, come on, Maya. Anyway, so Ronnie's like, do you even know what this is about? She's like, yo, it's the money. He's like, no, it's not about that. It's not about you getting an agent or nothing like that. It's about not, it's the way you did it without acknowledging my contributions to your success. And he goes, I've known you since you were just a notion. I was like, shit. Shit. That's the beginning that's of a very good read. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I'm saying. This would have been a great spinoff. Just hearing this every week. Mm. And he's like, look, all your friends were all up in the dedication. You couldn't even name me as one of your hypothetical characters. Ronnie got a point. Why she ain't put him in a dedication? Wow, he she should, didn't put him in the dedication. He should be in it before the girls. Oh, shit. Yeah, why put, she Why she put the girls? It. What they did right i mean they are friends or whatever so you can put them somewhere in there but ronnie definitely deserves to be in there yeah like oh that's what i'm assuming from this he said you all your your friends were all up and through the dedication and you couldn't name me as one of the hypothetical characters could have done that at least maya says you know what ronnie thank you for believing in me and encouraging me and negotiating on my behalf and i sincerely hope this $2,500 goes some small way towards showing my gratitude. And this is what I was saying. This sounds low, but I understand it's 10% of her advance. Uh-huh. But, I mean, ugh, doing your hair for free, he definitely deserves more. But you'll get it. It'll come. For sure. But the free hair ain't got nothing to do with the book. So that's something that he's just doing because yeah. they're friends. Right, right, right. <laughs> but he takes a check and gives her a hug. And she's like, oh, I had to pull that out of uh, Jabari's college fund. <laughs> and Ronnie's like, if and when Jabari goes to college, I'm good for the 2500 And she's like, what about interest? And he's like, what about my tips? Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, you're all right, true, true, true. So she sits down so she can get her hair done. Thank God for that. So the final scene, Jabari and Lynn are sitting on Maya's couch looking at the swear jar. Yeah. So they are concocting a plan, trying to get more money into the swear jar, which is Lynn getting a cut of this swear jar because she really into yeah. it. They um they agree to split it 50-50. Okay. Okay. Um, so Lynn is trying to get Maya to curse for a little bit so that um we could have the little bit of the last change into the into the swear jar before they split it and go their separate ways. Hey Maya. Watch the master. Hey, uh, <clears throat> Maya, I'm here as apartment manager and I'm gonna need the rent early. The hell you are? <laughs> and your grandma's pearls? Lost them. Damn you, Lynn. <laughs> and you know the other day Tony called you ghetto? Bougie bitch. <laughs> and then she runs to the bathroom and goes, who the fuck took my towels? So that's four, and her and Jabari high five. She said the F word on network TV? Well, they bleeped it. They bleeped it? Okay. She's like, how the bleep? Or who okay. the bleep took my towels? That should have been the only one. That's a dollar in my eyes. Yeah, that seemed like... I mean, bitch is kind of... Bitch, too. Yeah. Bitch is on the, uh, on the cusp there. Lynn out here splitting money with a 10-year-old? Yeah, she needs to stop taking that boy's money. He's a child. <laughs> Come on, Lynn. But that's the end of the episode. So next is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. So Etsy Row, what is your oh hell yes moment? 
My oh hell yes is when Maya tried to send her girls on Ronnie and Ronnie got Joan together. No, it was Lynn together with his little um legal law, stuff. Little law one on one. Well, it depends if two parties acknowledge this, that, and the terms and the conditions. I said, okay, Ronnie, <laughs> you don't read a paragraph or two. <laughs> yep, yep, that's uh, that's a good one. Ronnie really, really did his thing this episode. This might have been his breakout episode because mine's kind of related to him too. But it's when I found out, we found out that he's been paying or he's been doing maya's hair for free for the past 15 years and when joan found that out and revealed that i was like oh okay ronnie has a point Mm -hmm. ronnie has a fucking point so that's my oh yes moment for sure that's a lot especially if it would have been in today like how much money like what what how much you dropping a pop to get your hair done including the hair in today's world three four hundred depends on who you go to like damn i've heard all the numbers that's bread bro like and this is a professional salon this ain't the kitchen table stylist (laughs) oh yeah this ain't like you walk into somebody's house like this is a place (laughs) where you got a license and shit facts but yeah our social media on twitter which i don't know twitter's been elon musk he's he's been a tyrant on twitter he definitely but as of right now we have a twitter page (laughs) at hell yes girl if you want to chat about girlfriends talk hypotheticals that's our only social media as for now maybe we'll start doing videos we've talked about it we'll think about it it's on the docket next week we have a guest Mm-hmm. from the bra meets world podcast we're not gonna tell you which which host we have but it is a special guest so we'll be talking about the episode titled the j spot next week mm-hmm. do you know the j spot do you know what that is the g spot no the j is in jump like not g the no. j spot oh wow fun fact i almost named the podcast that <laughs> really well once you find out what it is you'll be like oh okay this is the beginning of the era of the j-spot so we'll be talking about that episode and as always i am nettie smith and i am etsy Rowe. and meet us back here next week bye guys Uh